You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. This week's rugby story belongs to a fella who lives life to the full regardless of his environment. Someone I've had a really good laugh with and enjoy getting to know. No doubt someone who everyone would love a pint with. He lived the dream by playing for his hometown club with some exceptional players and a top coach. A player who worked tirelessly for his teammate and done the tough stuff without being asked twice. Attributes he has took into a life post rugby. Ladies and gents, Mr Matty Blythe. All right, Matty, so how's things for you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Really, really good. Uh, been a long weekend. Uh, I've actually got a day off today, mate, which is nice. Yeah, um, no. good, mate. Really, really good. Yeah, no, you're a busy man, fella. So just explain to the people what you're up to lately, and before we get into your rugby story, if that's all right, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So yeah. So now, uh, obviously, coming out of rugby, I, I, I did my um, close protection licensing back in 2016. Um, immediately after I retired, long story short, uh, I did. I went over to Iraq for a couple of years, for two years, uh, and then come back 2019. Um, to take up a teaching role with right. the company that I did my training with, as yeah. well as still being operational within different businesses uh, around the UK and overseas. Yeah. Uh, work on surveillance, obviously the close protection side, and the technical surveillance countermeasures. So uh, it's been busy, mate. I mean, regarding to obviously the pandemic and that, even through the pandemic, it was, uh, it was pretty busy. Yeah. Uh, not with the courses, but this year has been you know, really, really successful. Uh, my first proper year teaching, which has been amazing, and and come out with a hundred percent pass mark as well, which I'm happy about. So, just in a nutshell, that, that's what I've been doing. A lot of teaching, um, still operational on the security aspects of side of of, uh, of the business. Yeah, surveillance and, and TSCM as well, mate. Brilliant, mate. So we'll touch on that later on, if that's yeah, all right. Yeah. So awesome. before we get stuck into your rugby story, mate, where was home? And who lived with you as a young lad? So, yeah, so I uh, I was born in in Trafford. Uh, I lived in Manchester, well, in Sale until I was about four. And then my dad was from Warrington. So, um, you know, we, we, we lived there since we were, we were, well, since I was four, mate. Yeah. Uh, there was me, uh, my sister and my mum at that time, mate, growing up. Right. Um, and that's it, in Warrington, mate, in Orford, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never leaving, mate. I'm still in yeah. Orford, but yeah, mate, that's, that was that, that was me, mate, growing up. Right. So, where does your competitive edge come from, mate? Considering it was just you and your sister. Yeah. Well, my dad, my dad was always into rugby league. And yeah. We used to go to the games at World of Spool as a kid. Well, yeah, as, as a, you know, as a, I think it was about eight or yeah. nine. I started going, um, and I tried it, mate. My dad said, "You want you obviously do you want to go." Uh, and play at your local club. So I was like, yeah, we'll crack on. Hated it, mate. Yeah. Hated it. Nobody, I, I've said this to people, as a kid, well, I was a, I was a late, well, late-ish bloom at like 11, 12. Right. I hated it, mate. I hated getting hurt. Yeah. I honestly, mate, I was one of those kids who was just like, if I was cold, <laughs> if I was getting, a, you know, if I was getting a knock to the knee or a punch or whatever, mate, I was like, this is not for me, mate, at all. At yeah. all. I loved being around the lads. I loved it. You know, it was every Tuesday, every Saturday, mate, and then playing Sunday it was class, mate. Yeah. So I stuck to it. Right. And who, who was your junior club? Ryland. So I started at Ryland Sharks when I was 11. Yeah. Just before, just before I was going to, to high school. And right. then 
we've we actually won the league at under 15s and then for some reason folded. <laughs> yeah, like I was gonna say because they were pretty strong side at like I'm the year before you. Yeah, and, that's and it. They went as well and yeah, it's mad. It's we mad just mad. like there was us in Latchford, like the our local rivals. Yeah, Wales wasn't really in our league, uh, and that was really it. And we won the league that year. We were smashing it, and then for some reason, everyone just left. I was like, okay. So I, uh, my dad did not want me to go to Latchford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, nope, you're not. And I actually went to train for him, and he was fuming. Right. Absolutely fuming. So I was like, right, okay. I best that. Uh, otherwise, I'm not having a good Christmas this year. Best <laughs> So I ended up going to Lee Miners, mate, uh, from okay. the final, uh, final year. We did really well, actually. We got to the final of the, I think it was the Northwest Counties, actually, and then come second in the league. So obviously not not the best. Well, you're not third, you're last. But uh, it wasn't a bad year for me, final year, mate. I actually enjoyed being down there and being out. I suppose being out of your comfort zone because I was always with my mates. I always knew the people around me. I went to school with half of the players. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as a kid, mate, it was uh, you know going up to Lee Minus was different, mate. Very. But very it was, yeah. But it was. So be- before you got there, then, mate, was with you with you being really the, the social side was more important yeah. as a kid for you, wasn't it? So was town team out the question for you, or did no, you? No, I did, yeah. So I did get picked for town. So again, even like you know, we had a, a scholarship at Beamont, so we 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 had a lot of Latchford and Ryland's contingency together. Right, um, and we had, like we said, a really, really strong school team where we won national cups. We went over to Australia, this, that, and the other. Oh, right, okay. You know, we we played three games and, and and beat some really, really amazing teams over there. Yeah. Um, our age group was ridiculous, mate. Absolutely ridiculous. Right. And um, no, I met again. Yeah, so I went to time teams from eleven, from twelves, actually. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, all the way up to sixteens. I'm going to say, I think it was, mate. Um, right. Oh, what is? Yes, yeah, I was I was there every year, mate. From, right, from high school. Do you remember much about the uh, the process of being selected, Matty? Yeah, so even my, I remember my first one because I was literally um, I wasn't picked for the scholarship because I was I, I wasn't on a town team. I didn't yeah. have I only was with a club for like six months. Okay. Um, so I I had to go through like trial periods and things like that, which is a kid. Which is it sounds you know it's. I think kids get a bit used to it now, but I wasn't used to it. I, you know, I didn't really play rugby. I was an athlete. I was a natural, like, pretty fit guy anyway. So, yeah. it was, you know, it was, it was the skill bit for me. And right. even in my, career, in my later career, the skill bit still got me a little bit. Well, well you wouldn't think it though, mate. 100%, mate. Honestly, yeah, I, yeah there's a lot of that. I, I mean, we, we work on things each and every day. Just passing the ball, mate. Was, yeah. yeah. We do all the time, but you know, it was that kind of you know, when I was growing up, I was definitely was not a skillful player. Right. Um, I was just pretty fit and was just like, he's, he's over there, he's over there. So I was pretty noticeable because I was, you know, everywhere basically. Yeah. Um so yeah, mate. So it's just basically we went through trial periods and just got picked through there, mate. I think it was basically you just have a bit of a training session. And then you'd play 13 aside, and then you'd get subbed in, subbed out, and play in different positions, this, that, and the other. Okay. Uh, and we did that every year. Yeah. We did that actually every year. So there was no, you knew who was going to get picked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you knew there was other people that, you know, would come into play as well, mate. Yeah. So how did you find the transition from junior school to high school then? Was it something you were you were okay with due to the rugby breaking the ice with a lot of lads, do you think? Yeah, so mate, again, is this uh, basically through? 
man, I played, you know, half of my school year was in year six. Yeah. Uh, from rugby. So I didn't really have that transition. Mine was basically straight from high school, really. Right. Um, and yeah, it was fine, mate. I mean, going to high school as a kid anyway, it was daunting anyway, you know. Yeah. And then so I'm like, because we did have like, as a school, because we were a scholarship, we did have special treatment. So straight away, everyone hated us. We trained in the morning, we trained in the afternoon, we, we, you know, we played in the afternoons if we could. Um, you know, we had a mini bus to bring us to school. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone hated us, mate, at first. Right. Everyone, not everyone in our year was like, People are already, you know, year eight, year nine. Luckily, that like the school I went to, I knew quite a lot of people there anyway. So yeah. Um, so how do you get how do you get like selected for that school if it's that type of school? And what school scouted. was it? Yeah, I got scouted from a few school, um, junior games. Uh, yeah. through, um, I think it was like one or two that I played um, within Warrington, mate. So we got scouted for that, and then I had to do trials for that as well. Right. Um, and then that was it. Yeah, got picked. Was very, very happy for that. My dad, all the family were very happy. And it was, it was a good stepping stone because we did a lot. And it was Mike McLaughlin, you know, he's, he's a very big catalyst for, for where I am. Not even today, well, even today, mate. And for um, the, the rugby side of it, because it wasn't just rugby league. It was, you know, a lot of personality. It was a lot of things that we, we did off the field, a lot of video a lot of goal setting and to do that as a, you know, as an 11 year old, you know, to get into that kind of mindset straight away was a really big um, catalyst for the future, mate. And yeah. put me into that mindset to go, you know what, if I can carry this on and set some goals, some long-term and short-term goals, I might be able to make a go of this as a, as a profession, mate. And, right. you know, luckily, I, you know, I got that opportunity. Yeah, it's a good job you had that mindset because it could very much have turned you the other way, couldn't it? Hundred percent, mate. I, yeah. Again, like I was saying before, like our, it was only three people that made it in our in our age group, which was me, Lee Mitchell, and Mike Cooper. Yeah. Um, at, at, at a Super League level, uh, from 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 our from Warrington, mate, throughout through our um, uh, age group, and right. the, the people that we had was ridiculous, mate. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous, and it and it was just to, to try and keep into that mindset to go right. I need to stay trying to stay ahead of the game. Because uh, again, I was nowhere near as skillful as majority of the people that I played with. Nowhere near. Yeah. Um, so I had to do, you know, I had to to keep myself fit. I had to make sure that I wanted to learn and try to learn all the time, mate. I think, and I tried to get to that mindset. I mean, ups and downs, mate. All you know, you, there's no career that, or even through school, you're never gonna have a perfect career. So no, you know, I, I had some some knockbacks like everybody else, but it was just persevering sacrificing and, and just being determined just to try and get to to that first team, mate, to that goal, yeah. that, that ultimate goal, mate. Yeah, so you're touching on it yourself, but you're saying you're not the more skillful player, but your oh. efforts, your efforts well and above probably most lads, which ultimately has paid off, hasn't it? Yeah, that, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've played with some absolutely unbelievable centres, unbelievable second rowers, loop forwards, and I've had that opportunity to learn off them. To learn their mindset, to learn, you know, their some of them are just freakish, mate. Like the likes of like Chris Bridge, Matt King, these kind of people, Michael Monaghan, these people are just freakish. But they're freakish because they've learned, they've, they they knew uh, the natural talent, but they've learned how to to progress that and to continue that development as well. Um, so it was good to learn. Yeah, for me, it was just I, I knew I wasn't the most skillful, and I, I did have a lot of things to work on. Uh, yeah. Like the attack, defense, everything, mate. Like, um, 
And it did take me a while, obviously, through school and town team and scholarships and even under 18s, under 21s. And it was, I think what, what got me through a lot of, you know, selection and things was 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 work rate. I, you know, I did run my blood to water each and every game. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it, mate. Basically, it was just something I needed to work on and make sure that I was, you know, my best attribute was working hard and um, being tough, basically, um, which every yeah. rugby league player ultimately yeah. does have. The, you know, the, the restraints to be in this kind of sport. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically yeah. it. Mate. So, so what school was it, mate? Beamon, William Beamon. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's only because, like, there's, there's quite, of a, quite a lot of stories now about foreign forwards and they pick yeah. the 13 biggest kids and stuff but it's just not all about being the biggest strongest fastest kid is it it's no mate it's, yeah. it's, people see you for you know people the fans see you for 80 minutes uh they don't know the technical well, the technical side of the preparation that we actually go through throughout the week i yeah. mean we, we used to do hours of videos um looking at opposition saying what's their weakness what's their strength how can we manage how can we basically win the game as a team uh, and, and as, as an individual, how do you get the better of your opposition number? Um, and that was a lot into that as well, mate. There's a lot. I mean, I played against some, you know, some big lads and yeah. uh, a lot bigger than I was. Even when I first started, mate, I was an 89 kg second rower. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> which is not big at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is, mate. It's, it's just making sure that, you know, you, you know your opposition, you know a lot of the fundamental skills that they do better than what you do and what, how you can negate that and mitigate, the, you know, them from winning the game, scoring, etc., etc. mate. So, yeah. a lot that went into it, mate, a lot. Yeah, it's like you said, for that 80 minutes a week, because you could drop the up ball and that doesn't oh, make the shit, but why yeah, does it? You know 100%, what I mean? mate, 100%. Yeah. You know, this, this, each and every game has a different game plan. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Sometimes we might go for the same one if it's worked the previous weeks and we might have kind of an MO, uh, basically, um, I understand that our, basically our structure will stay the same. Yeah. But the way that we would probably uh, manipulate an opposition will be definitely, would be 100% be different because they've got different personnel, different strengths, different weaknesses. Yeah. So it was... What was the standard of school like compared to club? Could you so talk us through them, some of them big days at school? Because you just said you basically were unbeatable at times, weren't you? Yeah, so I mean, we were lucky to, to get this scholarship. I mean, we had like there was meetings with parents, this that, and the other. We were saying we want to build an elite team because they recognised that our age group was very, very good. Yeah. Um, and we built like a, a super team, mate. Literally, from people who are going to go to different schools, like Greg's, Penkov, this and other. Yeah. Congregated everybody into this, into Beamont, basically, and had a scholarship where we'd get kit, we'd you know, we'd we challenge for the biggest titles, so biggest titles in school, like your national schools. Yeah. You know, we won twice, I think it was, and then a few Northwest counties. Uh, there were still amazing schools out there. I think John Fisher was our mainest rivals. Yeah, uh, the likes of um, Sam Tompkins, uh, people like that playing for him. Um, so they were our main rivals, mate, and they won a couple as well, mate. To be fair, we right. had some really, really tough games against them. Yeah, um, which was amazing, mate. Which was really, really good. But it wasn't really. We wasn't walking. Through, I mean, there was a few times where we we'd get to the final and you know we'd walk through the final, but yeah. a lot of times if we, if we were with John Fisher, we knew we was. Definitely in for a battle, mate. 100%. Yeah, for, for listeners that won't know, John Fisher's basically Wiggins 
Oh, the belt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, you know, they've had. I think Liam Farrell went there. That's it. That um, was my age group. That they yeah, spanked us. They had yeah. I think Liam Farrell played in our age group. That's he probably did as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how good he was. They had a, a ridiculous team, mate. Absolutely yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, and it was like literally St. Pat's. It was St. Pat's that played for John uh, Fisher. Yeah. John Fisher and a few from from other teams around around Wigan, mate. Yeah, um, but they, the Cuffbets like, were good at our age, you know, the same yeah, talent school. I can't remember. Um, yeah. It was John Fisher and there was another team. I can't remember who it was now. Yeah. But mainly John Fisher. Yeah. Uh, and obviously just went from St. Pat's. St. Pat's, again, they've, they've you know, the, the amount of players that you can go in their clubhouse, mate, you've got like Sean O'Loughlin and that on the walls and that. That's you know, it, mate, yeah. Um, so you're like, they, they produced probably the world's greats, mate. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and Wigan is a Wigan is a town mate do that generally, mate. You know what I mean? They there's do, always yeah. there's always someone you're talking about from Wigan. That's a it. Group. So uh and that'll never change. That will never oh. change, mate. No, it won't. So any any opportunities in the different court for you? So in rugby union, was it anything that ever crossed your path? No, mate, nothing no. Mate. strict rugby league. I had a decent decent Martin of Fire was my agent, mate. So yeah, he was he he did everything, mate. Right. <laughs> so, it was like, right, we've got this club, we've got this club, uh, this is doing this, this is offering that. Where yeah. do we go? And I was, and you know, having the best advice from someone that played one of the best rugby league players of all time, yeah, uh, to have that at my disposal, mate, was, was priceless, mate. Literally. I can imagine, yeah. Um, and I still catch up with him every now and then now. If, if I'm down working in London, I'll go and visit the family and that, yeah, because um, he's a uh, you know, he's a good bloke, mate, really, yeah. Good. Right, so through high school, mate, did you go past town team stuff? Was there ever any regional or national honours for you through school? I always, right, this is bad because we used to, my, my, obviously my dad, we used to always go away uh, summer. Right. So we always picked for regional and national camps, always. Uh, but every year, from year seven to year 11, I was always on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing, mate, is it? <laughs> so I was like, oh, unfortunately, I'm going away, I'm going to Spain for two yeah. weeks. And I was like... But um, no, I never actually. I went on a thing called it was the talent camp. Right. I actually went on that, and that was literally the same kind of concept. Yeah. Uh, as regional, but it was like two weeks before regional to get onto ta- uh, to to regional. But oh, I was really yeah. regional, but I just went anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I may as well go because it'd be good. Uh, and you get that competitiveness again with that. And yeah, I was always away, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I was always about going on holiday all the time. I'm old, mate. Yeah. I was just like, mate, uh, unfortunately, I'm going away. Unfortunately, yeah. right? But it's right. the same that happened at England Knights as well. I think I had a really good year at Bradford. Um, and again, I booked, they was like, can you play? Uh, you, you know, you've been picked for England Knights. Do you want to play? I was like, mate, I'm going to Vegas next week. <laughs> <laughs> it was rather England Knights or Vegas. And I went, you know what? It's been a Thanks, but, yeah. yeah I, paid a, I can't get my money back. I paid a lot of money. I'm not yeah. going to get it back, unfortunately. And it was made to be. I'm all about the career and things like that. All yeah. as, a, as a kid and, and as a player, but I couldn't. I couldn't not go to Vegas. I paid a lot of money already, so yeah. yeah. And I wasn't. You know, it was, it's what it is, mate. Vegas was calling. Lost <laughs> machines was calling, mate. So unfortunately, I went. Now nah, I need to. You know, because they, they, they said like it was a week before, mate, and I was like, I've already booked, mate. Otherwise, if this was like 
two week, three week before, mate. Yeah, all over it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, so it was mate. very, very last minute. So yeah. he must have had about seven injuries. So that's probably about it. You know what? We'll kind of blive you up, see what you <laughs> Let's see you play. So joking aside, mate, right yeah. through it. You've you've sort of played your ability down a little bit, I feel, and obviously you, you've got some ability because them sorts of levels you're talking about, you're just not there by chance, mate. And no, it's not I, just I, effort. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know what you mean. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do, I do do this. I'm bad anyway, mate. In in general, I, I yeah. am. I'm never satisfied ever. Um, Which isn't about it. Yeah, it can work either way. That kind. Yeah, it, but, like I, yeah. I want to work as much as possible. I mean, Mrs. hates it, but yeah. at the same time, she's just as busy as I am, which is amazing. But yeah. I, I always want to be working. I always want to do better. And no, I, I was a good player. I was, I, I was a good player. Um, you know, I worked hard on and off the field. Yeah. Myself, you know, I, I've had some really amazing role models to look up to. Even as a, an established player, mate, I was always looking up to people. Yeah. Um, it Bradford was always telling like uh, Jamie Langley, um, you know, Matt Diskin, people like that at Bradford. Chef Walker, mate, who literally took me under his wing. Yeah. Um, you know, I had people I had to look up to and, and to you know to, to still learn off. And I was always about that, mate. To be honest, I'd never yeah. really to stop because there was always something that I wanted to do better. And no, I was I was a good player, mate. I was, and yeah, joking aside, I was, you know, I played, you know, um, injuries aside, you know, nearly 100, 150, 160 games, which over 11 years isn't the most. But at the same time, I have had some fucking shit injuries. Yeah. But um, well, mate, to play a second of rugby league at Super League level was always a goal of mine anyway. So yeah. it was always trying to progress and trying to do better from there, mate. But no, you, you, yeah, you're right. I do play down a lot. You know, like, like, well, yeah, I'm not digging it out. I'm just saying. No, you, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Never, even like with with things that I'm doing now, like I'm I'm never satisfied, mate. I know. Like, I've been joking with you for a couple of weeks about it, and you're just like, oh, well, I've got this, and then you go, oh, that's sick, that, and you go, yeah, but I've got this coming, and yeah. every time you're like, yeah, no, it no, is no. as if you say, you know what I mean? That is just you, though. Yeah. No, that's I'm the beauty. Never, I'm never. And this is why I've loved the transition from doing something very practical in rugby league, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, to even to yesterday, so we were on. I'm, I'm touring at the minute with a production company, and you know, all my bits in the day is a lot of preparation. Same as with Billy, it's a lot of preparation in the day. Yeah. And as soon as that show starts, I'm in, I'm in game mode again. So I'm still getting that adrenaline. I'm still getting that passion to do a good job. Uh, and it's always even like last night. There's still things going in my head to go. You could have done that better, or you could have yeah. reacted quicker to this. So, and I think, and I'm glad I've not lost that. And I'm glad that's still part of my job, which is really, really good. Yeah. So when did club begin to take notice of your ability, mate? And, and what were the options leaving school? So, yeah, so I got offered um, Wigan and Salford uh, to go to them as a 16-year-old. Right. So I got scouted from Warrington, Wigan and Salford um, and my family being diehard Warrington fans, there was no other club. I, I didn't even speak to anyone else, mate, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So I went, we literally got, everyone got their, you know, people have like five or six clubs, mate. But yeah. you know, I had Wigan and Salford, mate. Um, Still some big club, though. It was massive, mate. Yeah, yeah. I think if I, again, if I had my time again, I 100% would have, would have chose Warrington, but I would have definitely um, spoken to these clubs as well. Yeah. Every time again, I mean, you know, I've got my heritage number tattooed on my arm, mate. In a, you know, in a, in a heart, it means yeah. to to play for this town, mate, massively. 
Um, so, you know, I, I, if I had any time again, I would have spoke to, spoken to other clubs, but yeah. at the end of the day, I'd have definitely still been with Warrington, mate. Yeah. So just a quick one before we move on with that. I yeah. had um, Andy Dixon on a few weeks ago. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. Um, he sort of said that Warrington just assumed that Warrington lads would sign for him, so didn't make yeah, a big play. They did, mate. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is bizarre, isn't it, because of the yeah, challenges I've did. got? No, they did, they did assume. I mean, I know where uh, the likes of who went. So Jake Emmett was in our age group. And yeah. good, good, very, very good value amazing work rate for, as a prop mate and he went I think he did a couple of years at Warrington uh, and then went to St. Helens mate Just, he right. was the first one to really jump ship basically. yeah um, but he was, he was as, a, as a youth mate even as a professional mate he was a very very good player yeah a very reliable uh, prop forward mate and yeah he did and he's right mate I spoke to him actually in the gym the other week and yeah uh, uh, he's right mate yeah he's just like right here's this is a this sign here done and it was like that, mate. It was literally yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's that's nice. You're getting this, this, and this. You're getting match money, this. And as a 16-year-old, you're like, fucking hell, Roger, mate. I'll, I'll of course, you know, yeah. They're just banking on that being your dream, Matt, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, mate. And it's yeah. like, I had really good coaches like Gary Chambers, Vinnie Webb. Um, uh, Marshall was there as well in the under-21s. Uh, Richie Marshall, sorry. Yeah. Man, was a massive, you know, massive reason why, mate, I, I continued rugby league. Um, you know, the coaches like that youth wise was was priceless, mate, for me. So yeah. that was a massive thing for me is, is to stay with the club because I knew the coaches, I knew what they expected, I knew what they wanted from me. So yeah, um, yeah, that was it, mate. Fair enough, mate. So what happens when you sign your first pro deal? Then it, so who did you take with you? Is it your dad and and well, yeah, how, how, how is that build up and who do you meet and? Mate, I met in fucking, um, where did I meet? I met in Tesco, mate. Tesco, yeah. coffee shop, mate. Done. Easy. Uh, Vinnie Webb, I think it was, mate. And I think we had, and that was it, mate. I think of my first professional contract. It wasn't really a big deal. I know you see a lot of people like doing the old pen to paper. I don't remember yeah. it. I can't remember. I don't remember it if it did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but mine was literally like, yeah, uh, Tesco uh, coffee shop, mate. Here's what we're giving you. Here's this, this, and this. We, you know, we, you know. And then my dad was there. My dad was just looking at me, going, "Yeah, you best had signed this, don't you?" <laughs> yeah. Tell me of a club. You but... owe me one. You went to Watford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, mate. Yeah. Mate, he was fuming, mate. Honestly, I can't tell you. I don't think he spoke to him for like a week because uh, I went to train with him. So yeah. Um. So I bought. I thought best of fucking. Uh, I best had signed. There was some bit. Yeah. I haven't signed for Wigan or anything like that. So. So how were you? How were your academy days, mate? And did did it feel like a step up for you from school, or because of how intense the school rugby was? Is it just yeah, you've grown yeah, up a little bit? Mate. I think yeah. once, once I finished school, it was uh, uh, into under 18s, mate. So that was a big step up, massive step up because we were still playing against people that were a bit more developed to you physically. Yeah. Um, and you know, you were playing them like a couple of years above you as well. So. It was, mate. It was, a, it was a good transition. It was a tough transition. But yeah. it would be even tougher from being a 17-year-old to going on to under-21s. Because yeah. the under-21s aspect back in when I played was the B team, basically. So if you didn't play for the first team... You played you, in that, yeah, definitely. Mate. So, yeah. you know, we had people like... We had, you know, Mark Hilton, Danny McLeeson, uh, people coming back from injury, coming in and playing with you. And, and then same again when, you know, we, we played... 
Wigan teams that would, you know, you, you could put in a first teammate and they could do a good job. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was amazing, though, because you got to play against established Super League players as a 17-year-old. Yeah. Um, which was amazing. And play with, you know, people coming back from injury and say, right, okay, go and do a week in the 21s, get some match fitness, and then you're back into first team. Yeah. Um, which was amazing, man. Which was amazing. And but it was. you don't do that anymore. It's the more you play for what is it now? Like you um like feeder teams, aren't you now? So like Yeah, you play the geo reg system, don't that's it, mate. Yeah. So yeah. Did, to be fair, I did do that with Lee. Yeah. Um, it was me, Lee Mitchell, Tyrone McArthur. Uh we did that for like a year, mate. Literally, when we were like I think we were like 19, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but we were playing against blokes, mate, at the end of the yeah, day. That's it. You know what I mean? It was a tough championship, mate. Is <laughs> a tough league, mate. There's a lot yeah. of you get away with in the championship that you wouldn't in Super League. Yeah, there is a hell of a lot in it. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, yeah. Mans you up a little bit as a, as a teenager or as a young adult, basically. Because they, 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 like you said, they're established pros that know the intricacies. Yeah, exactly. And, and they know the little tricks, don't they? Exactly. And yeah. then that's it. They'd be like, right. All right, it's 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 Andy Braycheck, it's you know, it's it's Matty Blythe, it's Tyrone McCarvey playing from this. We're gonna give him everything we got here. And it's yeah. like that, mate. It did actually feel like that. So I bet mate. it did. And I loved it, Lee, mate. I actually yeah. really enjoyed the development there. We had um who was the coaches there now? Um I forgot mate. So we had like Roly there was there, so the, the Roly was there, he was yeah. like at the time. Um so it was good, mate. It was it was it was a really good league, man. It was a good yeah. stadium. We had the stadium there, the facilities was mega. Yeah. Uh so it was a good development, mate. Really, really uh, good So the way you're speaking about Lee, because you've sort of answered my next question, really, yeah. mate, is is positive. So you seeing Lee as an opportunity to learn. Yeah. Whereas some some young lads would see that as a bit of a kick in the face from the I parent think, club, I wouldn't they? As a kid, I think as a kid that it's a hundred percent or as a young uh, player coming through the system, wanting to establish yourself in Super League and his first team. You need to prove yourself, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to have that. You know, there's only a certain amount of players that are gifted to go, right, boom, you're straight in the first first team, like you like, so you Ben Curry. You still went through the system, mate. Yeah, yeah. The ones in that. Um, you know, John Batemans, these these kind of people that you go, raw talent, they're really good players, mate. And then, For the days group, they're very freakish, aren't they? Massive, mate. Yeah. Free- Players, that's the right place. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we, we get it. it. It is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they are they mate, above, above, aren't they? Like 100%. Even like when it, I went to Bradford, mate, and I didn't really know much about John Bateman, mate, to be honest yeah. with you. And we had a, we had a defensive duel, mate, and it was a tiny little second roller, mate, barely 90 kgs. Mate, he hit me with, with something I've never been hit before. And this was in training, mate. And I was like, oh, my God. He's literally just snapped me in half, mate. Yeah. And then once you've seen him play, it's just like, yeah, this guy is absolutely like, freakish, mate. Um, yeah. But it was like that, again. It's, it, it, it wasn't a step back. I think the more you get into your career, if you're an established Super League player and then your coach comes to you, you're playing at Rochdale this week, 100% you're going to see your ass, 100 billion percent. And any professional will tell you that. Um if they're saying you've you know you've done 100 plus games, you you know you've I play for your country this that and the other, I don't know. They say yeah, go and get your match fitness at Rochdale. You're like oh, fucking hell. Yeah. I really, do I want to be playing at Rochdale this week? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Do I want to be playing Barrow away? Definitely not. 
Yeah. Um, and that's it at a cup white league. Everyone's cup final as well, aren't you? And, exactly, mate. 100%. Yeah. And it was, it, and that's when it got to the back end of my career. I was just like, no, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And that yeah. wasn't a catalyst for me to, to retire. There was loads more yeah. to retire from that. But yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm at Rochdale this week. And it was like that, you know, we like before, like maybe the Thursday. Yeah. See you around going, oh, what are you doing? I'm 18th man. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got to play Rochdale the, next, the day after. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but it is what it is, mate. It's the yeah. high as a professional, mate. Definitely. That's like, it. Everybody will tell you that from, even if you're on the fringes as a player or you're still established or, you, you know, you, you're... Um, your game's not very well at the minute. It's bit, mate. It's up and down. Your emotions are up and down in the game, mate. Massively. Yeah. So, what what moments from your first spell at Warrington, then, mate, really stand out to you? And what blokes come in that impressed you? Yeah. And I think, what what games do you remember that were, were pretty I, big I, in your eyes? I, I I was like again. I was learning off. We had like Gleason in the centres. It was yeah. amazing. It was, it was probably our first established player as when I started coming through as a, as a player to go right we just got him from St. Helens mate he's yeah. an unbelievable centre he was freakish with the ball mate absolutely freak I've never seen a centre like it yeah. um, he was unbelievable mate the things he could do with the ball in training and in the game you know you could just you, you just had to look and go what the fuck That's yeah he was quality wasn't he oh, mate, freakish mate absolutely yeah freakish. um and yeah, I think for me, the games, I mean, we won, I think we won the league at Holloway, which was, I think, the first time we ever won the league. And I had shingles, mate. So <laughs> I was in a shit state. I got diagnosed by it and said, mate, I'm in a shit state. I feel like shit. And it was like, right. So they, and they said, what's this here? So I had like a little patch and things. They said, mate, yeah. I've got shingles. And I was like, you dare tell the fucking coach, mate, that I've got shingles. <laughs> To the doctor and that, so he's like, right, so do you feel all right? I said, well, so they give me some, you know, paracetamol, which didn't yeah. all. Uh, and I was on the bench, mate, and I literally come on for 20 minutes, mate, and I could barely move, mate. <laughs> but we ended up winning. We ended up winning. I played 20 minutes, and I was like, nah, I'm done. I can't fucking move. I can't even move my body, mate. Yeah. And we won the league against Hull away, so we didn't even get the, the, the hub cap from there. But it was the week after we got it at Huddersfield at home, and I couldn't yeah. because I was fucking ill. <laughs> I didn't even get to lift the trophy, mate. So I was yeah. gutted. Um, even being, get, I mean, for me, the games that I was surrounded by, like the Challenge Cup finals, again, there was a few times I was injured or even not selected. But yeah. being a part, I didn't take that as a, an insult or anything like that. I wanted to be a part of that team. Yeah. Um, and I remember Tony Smith saying that it was just like. Just because you're not selected does not mean... I mean, again, 100% I wanted to be on that field in Wembley, mate. You know, Undoubtedly, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I wanted to make sure that I was there for the team. I wasn't sulking no. and I wasn't, you know, I wanted to be... I wanted to celebrate with the team as well, mate. You know, it's, yeah. a, team, it's a massive team effort. Again... And it's your team, I, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It's my home team. I'm a massive fan. And to be a part of that winning mentality, that, that winning team was... Was priceless, mate. Yeah. Um, I remember Tony coming up to say, "Mate, the way that you conducted yourself throughout this week is is second to none," and that's a, that was a massive plus for me. I was just like, "Well, at least I've done my job as a team member." Yeah, hundred um, percent, mate. Dubious of people that actually got to play, and you know, hated a little bit of not playing, mate. Hundred percent. Everybody, of course you do. Yeah. Field, but 
the second best thing for me is to be part of the team. Yeah. Um, so which is good. But again, the most memorable goal was Etta, well, I think Magic, Magic Weekend I scored my first professional hat trick yeah. uh, against Witness, which was really, really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I scored an hat trick, mate. And yeah. of my hometown crowd, mate, thousands and thousands and thousands of, uh, of Warren fans. And it was an amazing feeling, mate, to score that third try in that the area where uh, our fans was, mate. And I was, yeah, yeah probably my favourite game, mate. Um, Brilliant. And for Warrington, and there was one at Bradford, mate, I know I'm going on with the games, but... No, no, go ahead. Uh, I think there was one where I had a, I, you know, I was out for the year pretty much with a really, really, really bad back injury. Yeah. Uh, and I literally, I was playing at Oxford, mate. Our feeder team was Oxford. Right. Um, so I, I did like three weeks there and just to get match fitness up and things like that. And it was, um, and I loved it, mate. I absolutely loved it. And we played Lee and it was there in the playoffs to, to get to the, obviously to back into Super League. Under yeah. Post. And I scored two tries in that game. Really, really important tries as well. One of the, the last one was the most important. And I was just thinking that's the from where I was, from how low I was, you know, with a back injury, mate, it was really, yeah. really bad. To the point of, mate, I couldn't even walk, mate, never mind anything else. Um, I didn't even think about playing rugby again because I literally physically could not walk. Yeah. Uh, from to get that, to get to that, you know, to that hard work and rehab, this, that, and the other, to get to that point where back on the field and then scoring some important tries and being part of the team was, again, was one of the highlights of my career, mate. For all the latest regarding Trot the Egg in, please add John Hetherington on Facebook, at John Heth, H-E-T-H, on Twitter, at Trot the Egg in on Twitter, and Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore in on Instagram. You've been listening to Trot the Egg in. Thanks to our sponsors, Bardell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egg in and Instagram at Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore in.